Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I'll tell you what, the blue checks are angry. Oh, sorry. The former blue checks are angry. They are so angry at Twitter, at Elon Musk, for getting rid of the blue check marks, which meant your account was verified because you were a person of note. You were a celebrity or you were this or that or, or what have you. And now they're all gone. You want a blue check mark? Pay the man $8 a month or $11 a month. I don't even know what it is anymore. I pay it because I want to be supportive because I like the changes at Twitter. I especially like the fact that people are able to speak and not have their thoughts and ideas throttled because somebody else finds them unpopular. Of course, if you're engaged in death threats or acts of violence, you throttle those things. If you're engaged in a conversation about what you think about COVID vaccines, you should let that kind of happen. Allow people to speak freely. So I favor this. And so I favor what Elon Musk has been doing. But man, is the celebrity set angry. It's hilarious. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Alyssa Milano tweeting out, so by revoking my blue check mark because I wouldn't pay some arbitrary fee, someone could just be me and say a bunch of BS? She didn't say it that way. Does that mean Twitter and Elon Musk are liable for defamation or identity theft or fraud? Uh, No. No, it doesn't. So now be quiet. We get it. You used to be a star, then you decided somehow on social media you're a star, and now we're done with you. You can keep talking, but dear Lord, it sounds like screeching. Everything is always everybody else, no grace, no decency, and no recognition that you can go about paying the $8. You don't have to use the service if you don't want to. Can someone pretend to be you? Yeah, and that can happen in any situation. There's a reason when a new service starts, I register and and try and get my name. Of course I do. Of course, because I don't want somebody else to get it. That's part of the social media problem. Let's let's be clear. Alyssa Milano and I could agree, agree on this, that there is a social media problem with the idea of reputation theft. That's very true and very real. But you don't like it. That's your problem. Twitter doesn't owe you anything. Are there going to be lawsuits? I don't see it. Because there was a time where nobody was verified on Twitter. And then they added the system. Joe Walsh, the former congressman, blue check is gone, life goes on, and Elon Musk still doesn't know what he's doing. How does Elon Musk not know what he's doing? You don't agree with it, so he doesn't know what he's doing? He's sending people to space. He is rebuilding Twitter in a way that it works with far less people and allows more people to speak out. He doesn't know what he's doing? What what does one do with that information that is so petty and small from the former congressman and former radio host who decided to be never Trump, and, well, the rest is history. It's petty. And what was the one from Bette Midler? Oh, I have it. I know I have it. Bette Midler went out of her head about this. Like, how dare you take my checkmark from me? 
after everything I've done for for this platform and 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 everything I've I've, I've put out there, they, I didn't realize they owed you something. I didn't realize it was a quid pro quo. What 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 is it that they possibly possibly owe you because of your name? Because people came to Twitter because of you? Let's turn it around. People come to Twitter because of me. Now what do you want to talk about? Do you think that you're alone? Lots of people come to Twitter for lots of reasons. No one at Twitter owes you anything. And yet they're all acting like they are owed something. Uh, The reason this matters, right? People are upset that uh, the Pope lost his blue checkmark. Okay, the Pope lost his blue checkmark. You know who didn't? Um, Stephen King. Stephen King did not lose his blue checkmark. Now, Stephen King, the author, is like, whoa, I didn't pay for this. Turns out Elon Musk did. Elon Musk is paying for Stephen King and for um, uh, LeBron James and somebody else to keep their blue checkmarks. It's hilarious. I don't, know, I don't know why he's doing it. I don't know why he's trolling them. But he is. It's it's ridiculous. And now it's like, wait a second. What if I don't want the blue check mark? I don't want you paying for it. How dare you? Because now having the blue check mark could be seen as approving of Elon Musk, and that's considered sinful. Oh, that's just so great. A blue check mark now determines whether or not you're a worthy person. You know, Elon Musk says the company's not worth as much as when he bought it. He certainly paid too much for it. But we should be clear that the power has never been greater. The power of Twitter? This is unbelievable. Celebrities screaming that they don't have their blue check mark and celebrities screaming that somebody else has paid for their blue check mark. Good Lord. You wouldn't think that there is anything else going on in society except this. This is precious. I'm curious as to what it says about us as a as a society. Um, is is there this somehow this this thing that that uh, the the check mark was a proof of? It, it, it was your badge? I mean, is is that the society that we're in? We're all Americans, but some are more American than others. It's Animal Farm, right? All the animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. What Bette Midler, I, I finally found it, what Bette Midler tweeted was, Elon took my blue check away. I'm unverified. After all these years and thousands of tweets and free content, this worm has the nerve to decertify me. Now, maybe... Maybe she's trying to do that tongue-in-cheek. I'm trying to find a, a moment of grace. Worm? He owns the company. He owns the company. He, he Free content? He has to pay you? Let me ask you, can I use your songs without paying you? Can I, can I, can I just... We're asking a question about what makes you think you're so valuable... You mean how dare the owner of the company tell you that if you want this badge, you have to pay for it? That's like you demanding I have to pay for your music. I should just be able to use it 
anywhere I want, anytime I want, and profit off of it. There is a big question about what this is saying to us, what this is telling us about where we're at in society. Twitter is downhill because of of Elon Musk. Twitter is is just a racist cesspool because of Elon Musk. Twitter has a rise in hate speech because of Elon Musk. But still, I want to be verified by Twitter and Elon Musk because it proves how important and special I am. No, wait, sorry. It proves how important and special I am. See the difference? Wow. I mean, that's something. This is this is such a, would you call it a sociology experiment? Because it's amazing. This is amazing. Twitter is terrible because of Elon Musk. Twitter is bigoted because of Elon Musk. How dare Twitter not verify me? I don't, I, I swear, today is a day of looking at things in a completely new way and realizing how nuts it is. It's nuts. This is, this is surreal. Uh, I pay for the blue check mark. Now, sometimes it shows up and sometimes it doesn't. On my on my iPhone, it shows up. Like I am I am me and, and there's the blue check mark because I know I paid for it. I wanted to be supportive. So I paid for it. Um but yet on the website it doesn't. What if I go to Twitter like because I use TweetDeck so I can see a bunch of things at once. What if I go just to Twitter? If I go to Twitter online, do I do I appear? Do I go to my profile? Is that it? Yeah, no, blue check mark's there. According to, to Twitter, my blue check mark is there. So, okay, I did I did pay for it. Only proving I'm more important than Alyssa Milano and Bette Midler. Ha! Hocus pocus, my... Anyway, the things that people get riled up about are not necessarily things that are worthy of being riled up about. There are serious issues out there. Big issues out there, important things out there. So-called celebrities, so actual celebrities, screaming that some website didn't give them a badge that they didn't pay for. We're at, we're at a whole new level. What what makes somebody complete? What makes someone full? Somebody else giving you a blue check mark. That's what makes you a fulfilled person. That is that is sad and pathetic. This is Tony Katz today. No, 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 your eyes are not deceiving you. This is the Biden plan. Increase payments for people who have good credit to subsidize those people who don't have good credit. The word you're looking for is Marxist. That's Joe Biden. That's his administration. They're not Democrats. They're Marxists. They don't believe in capitalism. They don't believe in free enterprise. They believe in wealth redistribution. Allow me to paraphrase from each according to their measure to each according to their need. That's Karl Marx. That's Joe Biden. And there is not a single difference between the two. And the Democratic Party can moan and kvetch and bitch all they want. The facts are are the facts. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Just go to TonyKatz.com and become a part of what we're doing. You can subscribe. I'd greatly appreciate the support. Go over to TonyKatz.com, sign up and make it happen. It's free to do. And then if you want to subscribe to some of the other stuff uh, and be supportive, greatly appreciated. The story here 
uh, uh, changes going into effect on May 1st from the Federal Housing Finance Agency. Again, we see this agency class just absolutely beating the snot out of the American people. They don't have to worry about their funding. They always have it. They don't have to worry about votes. They can just make rules. And all of a sudden, the rest of us suffer. The agency class must be destroyed. If Americans are going to actually have liberty, the agency class cannot exist. These are onerous, awful, disgusting people trying to tell the rest of us how to survive and thrive. It's a federal rule that goes into effect May 1st. And it will have uh, affect mortgages originating at private banks. And what happens is, is that people, home buyers with credit scores of 680 or higher, will pay, as an example that's given here by the Washington Times, about $40 more a month on a home loan of $400,000. And then home buyers who make down payments of 15 to 20%, they get hit with fees. But if you don't have 15, 20%, if you have less to put down, if you have a questionable credit history, you get a deal. Home buyers with riskier credit ratings and lower down payments will qualify for better mortgage rates and discounted fees. Sandra Thomas, Thompson, sorry, Sandra Thompson is the director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency. And this is the quote, the fee will, and I'm quoting here, Increase pricing support for purchase borrowers limited by income or by wealth. And that the uh, change will be minimal uh, in terms of the fee and it will ensure market stability. What is supposed to um, prevent uh, or, or, or uh, make people decide what they can afford is what they can afford. So being limited by income or wealth means you buy a smaller house. I would love to buy a $7 million home. Can't afford it. Are you saying that somebody else who can should subsidize my buying a $7 million home? Because if you do, congratulations, you're a commie pinko. But with the communists, nobody has a $7 million home except for the commissar. Everybody else lives in a brutalist-styled building with four families to an apartment. Because after all, what's a home? A home is a very arbitrary concept. You think of a home as three bedrooms, two baths, and a Nintendo Switch. They think of a home as a roof and a sometimes working toilet. And anybody who they can shove in there, they shove in there because after all, nobody's better than anybody else. What, you deserve more because you're special? No, 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 the commissar needs more because they're the commissar. The people who push socialism, I have said this for a million years, I'll say it for a million more. They always believe that it's going to work out for them in some special way. They don't understand that they're going to get pushed to the bottom because the circle, the inner circle of the communists, of the socialists, always gets smaller and smaller because some people have to be excluded in order for the power to properly be controlled. So one day you're on the inside of the circle and everybody else is getting affected and you're eating fresh fruit and that's great. And the next thing you know, you don't got no fresh fruit. Because you got pushed out. It's like all those people in the gulag saying if Stalin knew that I was here, he'd be so angry. You know, he's a friend of mine. And that's why you're in the freaking gulag. Because all communists become more and more paranoid. 
because they know that they're liars, they know that they're thieves, they know that they're fraudsters, and so is everybody else around them, and they don't know who to trust. So the circle gets smaller and smaller as the paranoia grows and grows. This isn't some kind of of theory. We've watched this happen. We know this is how it works. And this is our federal government saying from each according to their measure to each according to uh, their, their need. This is Marx. It can't be said in any other way. Do you want the actual quote? I'll give you the, the actual uh, quote. Um, here, I, I believe uh, it's, it's right here. In a higher phase of communist society, after the enslaving subordination of the individual to the division of labor, and therewith also the antithesis between mental and physical labor, has vanished after labor has become not only a means of life, but life's prime want, after the productive forces have also increased with the all-around development of the individual, and all the springs of cooperative wealth flow more abundantly, only then... Can the narrow horizon of bourgeois right be crossed in its entirety and society inscribe on its banners from each according to his ability to each according to his needs? So that actually is a critique of the Gotha, uh, which is uh, based on the letter from Marx that was uh, written in, what, the 1800s sometime. And there is absolutely no difference between what I just read you and what it is that the Biden team is putting forth. There is no difference. And Biden and his team are taking it on the chin with this one. They're calling this unprecedented, saying it's not the way to bring in more home buyers. And you know who's saying that? David Stevens. David Stevens was the Federal Housing Administration Commissioner under Barack Obama. When Obama thinks you're too much of a commie, dear Lord, you're too much of a commie. But you understand that when Joe Biden says he's a capitalist, Joe Biden's lying out of his you-know-what. Biden wasn't always like this, but it is very obvious that Biden signed his deal and said whatever it takes to stay in office is exactly the thing I'm going to do. And as he has gotten older and more frail and more decrepit and more inept, he has moved further and further and further left and into full-on violence. Let's discuss how ugly this is. Yes, I call it violence. I mean that. I apologize to nobody. Somebody who has built up their credit is now told they have to subsidize somebody who didn't. I'm a guy who had good credit and then lost it all and my credit went to pot. I never, ever declared bankruptcy, but I accepted the fact that my credit was going to go to hell and I would work with whoever I owed money to, get them back. We would, we would come to deals. We would settle. Everybody would agree and fine. And I did that and then battled my way back for years. Now, all of a sudden for doing the hard work, for doing the right thing, for getting everybody paid back, I should suffer? Forget me. You should suffer? You've made right choice after right choice after right choice. You never overextended. You didn't buy the things you couldn't afford. And now you're buying a house and getting your life on track. And the next thing you know, you're told you have to suffer because somebody else didn't, regardless of of how it came to be. When the Obamas know that it's nuts. Well, that should be enough. That should be enough. This Biden administration is ugly and obscene and filled with hateful people engaged in hateful policies. 
dear Lord, you better vote come November 2024. You can't vote for this. This is going to get you destroyed. Don't you know that yet? Don't they? Well, I think this is a pretty big wake-up call. I'm Tony Katz. Nikki Haley, you're handling this all wrong. All wrong. What? What are you? Why are you being so polite? This this is not the way you do it. Not at all. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. So Nikki Haley had posted, the former ambassador to the UN, former governor of South Carolina, had posted photos of her daughter's wedding. Um they were they were celebrating. Uh, we had the sweetest weekend celebrating Rena and Josh. Thankful for our sweet family and friends who joined us in supporting and celebrating them. Rena and Josh, we could not be more proud of both of you. Right? That that was the, the the tweet, and they put out some some photos. And so the picture of the family uh, is 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 there, and the 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 the, the bride's wearing a white dress and. Um, she, uh, Nikki Haley, is wearing a gold dress. But I guess in one of the photos, it looks kind of white. And so people are like, did you wear a white dress? Are you trying to upstage your, your daughter? Why are you gripping the groom? She's got a, a picture where he's, she's standing next to the groom and her left hand comes across her body and... A, attaches to his left arm, right? Like holding on, right? A sign of affection for her new son-in-law. And so she's wearing this dress and they're like, you can't believe you're wearing white. Now, it is as crazy as can be that anybody would make any comment on Nikki Haley's uh, daughter getting married. Some things you just leave alone. They're not stories. They are not stories. So she put out on, on, on Twitter, this is why people don't trust the media. Liberal journalists, in, in quotes, spend their time harassing conservatives about outfit choices. Grow up, Newsweek. P.S. The dress was gold. Wrong answer. Wrong answer, Nikki Haley. The answer is, hey, Newsweek, Blank you, nobody invited you, nobody asked you, nobody cares. Don't ever mention my family again. And then any other four-letter word you want to use. Blank you should be the answer. That would get you another million votes. Don't be nice. Grow up. Don't do anything like that. Walk into Newsweek's offices, find the editor, slap him in the face. When Harry Truman's daughter got a bad review, Harry Truman was ready to go to war over it. His daughter got a bad review. Uh, was it was it singing? It was Margaret. It was Margaret. He was ready to go to war. He was gonna he was gonna punch somebody in the face. But at least in that case, you know, somebody was actually reviewing the singing. This was somebody attacking you for your fashion, which, by the way, from last I was told, misogynistic. I'm telling you, that's the way you got to play it. Ambassador Haley, you got to play it right. Not grow up. 
walk up to a guy and you got to get a little Will Smith. Now, you don't actually have to do the hit, although I don't mind it. You got to walk right up to him. What's wrong with you? You so-and-so and this and that and the blankety blank, blank, blank. You got to go to war. Talk about my daughter. Talk about my son-in-law. I put up pictures from the wedding just like anybody else at social media. Shut your mouth and focus on policy. You ever, ever get close to say anything like that again, I will mop the floor with you. Why, 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 why not do it that way? I don't know why you don't do it that way. I don't understand. I don't understand sometimes. I want the stronger response. I appreciate it personally. But not everybody is like me. Not everybody does it the way uh, I uh, tell them to or I would want them to. And and that's the way it, it goes. I just, can you imagine that this is what people would be reporting on? I, I didn't even think to report on the fact that her kid got married or I'd seen the tweet. It would, just wouldn't have dawned on me. I, I didn't get invited. It's not like Nikki Haley and I hang out. I'm not anti-Nikki Haley. I'm just saying that. We don't hang, we don't drink, we don't smoke cigars together, we've never talked. I've never, never actually done an interview with her. So I wasn't going to report on it. But this is just crazy. People have lost their minds. And the people at News, Newsweek, they need to get slapped around, they need to get slapped around a little, teach them a little something. So take the moment. Meanwhile, I, I, I'm curious to get the full um, play-by-play of the Supreme Court and uh, the ruling about uh, Mifeprestone, this abortion medication, utilized in medication abortions with another drug, uh, and how this this North Texas judge said, no, the FDA approved this improperly 23 years ago. And uh, therefore, uh, what, we, what we have to do is... Uh, we have to um, not allow this to be on the, the market. And another judge said, of course it could be on the market. Then the Fifth Circuit said, look, uh, some things we would change about this ruling from the lower court from this judge from North Texas. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to allow Mifeprestone on the market. And that brought in Justice Samuel Alito, who was like, whoa up. We're going to put it on the market. We're going to allow it to continue to sell. Bring us your, your uh, briefs. Bring us your thoughts, and then we'll decide whether or not this ruling stands or not. So, I mean, there's going to be not only, you know, what, whatever is decided, but there's going to be the deep dive in. Probably won't really have that until, until Monday to kind of understand what the meeting I mean, is supposed to happen today. Could have, could have happened already. Could happen any second. So, I'm going to cover that because there's going to be just so many ways that gets played politically. For any side and every side, the uh, pro-abortion people, if it's if it's upheld, going to go nuts. The pro-life people are going to say, what, a judge isn't allowed to make a decision now? Is that what we're saying? Why don't we just get rid of lower courts? Which I personally am in favor of. <laughs> what, what can I say? I'm a purist like that. I have a lot more to get to. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. My life be like... I'm not much for rumors. I, I, I try not to pay attention to them. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. TonyKatz.com. Yes, I'm not into rumors. However. The rumor mill has it that Joe Biden will announce his re-election bid next week. 
because next week signals the anniversary of when he announced the run for presidency for the presidency in 2020. So he's been talking about the intention is to run. He told David Muir of ABC News the intention is to run. He mentioned it the other day in the conversation with Al Roker uh, that the intention is uh, to run. He's going to be 80. Wait, he's 80 now and he would be 82 if if he won. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, I don't know how America feels about the age thing. There is a bit of polling that says that Democrats are split on him, but most would back him as the nominee. As we discussed, as we explained, after the uh, State of the Union, the Democrats have come to a reckoning. They have no one else. They have absolutely, positively no one else to run. Nobody else wants the job, really. Nah, is that the way to say it, Tony? I mean, they would all want it. So let's not say that. They want the job, but nobody else is going to be able to get a vote for the job. Pete Buttigieg has turned into a bust. Kamala Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris? <laughs> laughable. Absolutely laughable. She is embarrassing to the party, she is incapable, she is inept, she is a fool. It's not my fault. Don't get angry with me. Am I the one going out there saying the silly things? No, I don't think so. Am I the one going out there sounding ridiculous? No, I don't think so. I am not the one who said this. You know, I think that when we think about the SBA, it's about small businesses, and, and but but entrepreneurs are also small businesses. Um, I've started to use the two uh, phrases together because we don't want to leave anyone out because they're the same kind of people. They actually are the same people. Right. She's ready for 2024. Absolutely. This is... They've got no one. And so when the State of the Union came... And Joe Biden actually showed a touch of pep and the Republicans were, were pushing back about the Medicare cuts and, and he was he was able to spar with them. They were resigned to the fact that, OK, it's just going to have to be him. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to be Trump. We don't know if it's going to be DeSantis. We hope it's Trump because we think he's an easier guy to beat. Who knows? But he's our best shot. That's exactly where they are. According to the Associated Press NORC poll, 26% of Americans overall want to see Biden run again. It was 22% in January. 47% of Democrats said they want to see him run. That is up from the 37% who said that in January. That's up a good number for him. That is great. That is not because they've looked at job performance and said, hot diggity, this is fantastic. No one has said that. No one is saying that. No one is about to say that. What they've said is, we don't have any other options. And they've got, the Chicago Tribune has got people quoted um, saying, you know, I'd like to see somebody younger like Pete Buttigieg or Gavin Newsom. Allow me to say this, and I'm not, I don't know what Gavin Newsom is going to do. I really don't know what Gavin Newsom is going to do, the governor of California. The idea that Democrats would nominate 
a different white man boggles the mind. That's impossible. There's just no way that's going to happen. None. Less than none. It's just not possible. Don't ask me to buy into that. I'm not about to. Now, there is somebody else in the arena here. I've come here today to announce my candidacy for the Democratic nomination for President of the United States. That right there is Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, that Robert F. Kennedy. The Robert F. Kennedy who opposes uh, the vaccine mandates. That's who he is. There was a USA Today Suffolk um, University poll that says Kennedy took 14% of Biden's 2020 voters at um, at, at his campaign launch. Now, I'm not sure what they mean by that. What do they mean? 14% of Biden's 2020 voters flocked to Kennedy when he announced. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what to do with that information. I'm not quite sure that that is accurate. I'd have to take a look at who was involved uh, in that, who was involved to get that number. Was that some polling done? Uh, What kind of of, uh, uh, system was used? Uh, Likely voters, registered voters? It's always those kinds of questions. And you know me, I don't believe in polls at all. I've been screwed so often, I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm going to go with my gut and move on with my day. That's my plan. That's how I work. Um, One, I don't know about Robert F. Kennedy's wealth. Um, He's a Kennedy, and that may move some level of Democrats. He has shown himself on the um, COVID conversation to have been all about um, uh, putting an end to the idea of, of force um, and certainly being honest about what vaccines do and what they mean. And that has been seen as very, very important. I am uh, kind of fascinated here. And I'm fascinated not because I think he actually stands a shot. I'm fascinated by seeing the kind of campaign he would run. So first you have a Democrat running against an incumbent. That's a story in and of itself. When the political left doesn't count him, what is going to get said? CNN isn't going to interview him, talk to him. He's a candidate for president of the United States. He's a fringe candidate. His last name is Kennedy. You don't get to call Kennedy's fringe candidates. That's pretty weird. So, I mean, he's already been on with Tucker Carlson. You know he's going to be on with the political right all over the place. You know that that's coming. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to, to make of, of his run in terms of how much it's going to have an effect. But when we ask the question about um, who else is out there, well, we have to go pretty outside the quote-unquote mainstream, which means uh, party establishment Democrats, in order to get to somebody. 
and that's just it. Uh, you, Elizabeth Warren is not going to challenge Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders, who is older than Joe Biden, I believe, is not going to challenge Joe Biden. None of the younger Democrats are going to be willing to challenge Joe Biden. If you believe he's weak, you would challenge him. But clearly, they believe something else, so they are not, which makes me, I, you know, it's the way I started at the first. I'm like, oh, that can't be right. And every now and then, I'm like, well, maybe. Maybe nobody else wants the gig. Maybe they know this isn't the time for the gig. Maybe they know he's going to lose. And if he wins, it's just dumb, stupid luck. America's really that crazy. Maybe they're just going to hope for a Biden-Trump rematch. And Trump's going to talk about stolen elections, because you know that's how it's going to go. Biden's going to be like, uh, back for another thumping, Don? And Trump's going to be like, uh, we know what happened. We know how it got stolen. And he's going to go, oh, stolen elections. Look, you extreme MAGA, right? That will fall into his favor. At least with the independents, we're like, oh, stop talking about stolen elections. It's just so freaking annoying already. Uh, Getting it interesting uh, is this race, and I'm happy about that. Um, But Because interesting is always better. But be clear, Biden is in because nobody else can get in. Or nobody else wants to get in, which tells you a whole different story. Find everything at TonyCats.com. That's right. You don't have, I mean, it still goes to locals, but you don't have to say it. Just go to TonyCats.com, and I will catch you Monday. We'll talk about the trip to the border coming up. I will share all the details on Monday, everyone. Take care. Take care.